0: On today's Locked On Jayhawks, is Jeremy Robinson the top breakout candidate on KU on the defense? And can he lead a defensive end group that has maybe just as much or more questions than any position on the KU football team? You are Locked On Jayhawks, your daily podcast on the Kansas Jayhawks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Derek Johnson. You can hear me as well, Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. on KLWN in Lawrence with Rock Chalk Sports Talk. Thanks for making Locked On Jayhawks your first listen every day. You can find us wherever you get any of your podcasts. You can find us on our new Locked On website, and you can find us on our YouTube page where you can like and subscribe to the show and make sure you're catching all our stuff, whether it was past position previews or uh, our stadium talk, KU basketball talk after the Puerto Rico trip plenty more with uh, locked on Jayhawks as we're now officially two weeks from the first game of the season for KU football against Missouri State and maybe the biggest position group of question for KU is the defensive end position now this doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a bad position for KU last year on the offense the biggest position uh, that, that we had questions for and maybe it wasn't just the offense maybe it was the entire team was the receiver position just because we felt like there were, was talent in the receiver room last year, and turns out that ended up being the case. The receiver room was great last year, but there was a lot of unproven production. After 2021, you lost Kwame Lassiter. Uh, you know, Luke Grimm had done a little bit. Lawrence Arnold had done a little bit. You had some of these guys that were, were trying to step up, but you know, you may not only had 200, 300 yards from some returning guys. There were a lot of questions there, and again, turns out the receiving unit was great. So it doesn't necessarily mean if you have a lot of questions that it's a bad thing. It's just that it's been unproven at the collegiate level. And that's how you feel like this defensive end group is. Maybe more so than any other position on the KU defense and on the KU team. Good news is Jeremy Robinson is back on this defensive end group. And he becomes one of the top breakout candidates on the team and on the defense as a whole. Now, Jeremy Robinson was not technically a returning starter. You know, your two starting defensive ends last year were Lonnie Phelps and Malcolm Lee. Um, but Lee and Robinson played basically the same amount of snaps last year. They were rotating for each other. And the question becomes, when you lose Lonnie Phelps, how much does that hurt you? You know, you go back to 2021, Kyron Johnson gave you six, six and a half sacks on the season. He ended up being an NFL draft pick for the Philadelphia Eagles. Lonnie Phelps ends up coming in last year after transferring in from Miami of Ohio, and he replaces that production seamlessly, actually has more sacks on the season, uh, maybe has a bigger impact in the game overall. He was really good. Uh, got some holding calls for you, maybe some others that should have maybe gone his way. But now you lose both those guys, right? I mean, you lost Kyron Johnson the year before. Now you don't really have that star pass rusher. And for a unit that, you know, they weren't great pass rush to begin with. This was still one of the bottom three units in the Big 12 last year in sacks. So how does that get better when you lose your best player at this position? Well, if somebody like Jeremy Robinson or somebody else can step up and fill in the role, the production of what you had with Lonnie Phelps and Kyron Johnson, then maybe that can help make up for it. Now, maybe there's a different breakout candidate. Maybe it's not Jeremy Robinson, but to me, he feels like the guy. You did see him for a ton of those snaps a season ago. You saw over the back half of the season, some of those highlight ceiling games and ceiling plays for him were awesome. The Baylor game, he was unbelievable. He was a wrecker in that game for the Kansas defense. Now, if you can get consistently more of that from Jeremy Robinson, a guy who still wound up with, you know, three and a half, four sacks on the season then you're going to feel good about what this unit can produce, at least that it can be comparable to what it was last year. But if you don't, then you're basically saying, well, you know, our defense struggled last year and that was with a dominant pass rusher. Now we don't have that anymore. You have to make up for it in a lot of other ways, whether it's other positions, whether it's playing better against the run, whether it's special teams, there are other ways you can make up for it, but it certainly tightens your margin for error, so to speak. And I guess that's kind of the big question here. Can this unit at least be better against the run overall? You know, um, when you look at the KU defense as a whole, the first six games, five, six games, They were good against the run. They weren't great, but they were good enough against the run. And then over the back half, you had games like maybe the second half of the TCU game or the Texas game comes to mind, the Baylor game, the Texas Tech game, Oklahoma, where teams were just kind of running all over you and slicing through your defense like a hot knife through butter. Can the defensive ends do a better job against the run? If you can at least be better against the run as a unit, then this unit can actually be better than it was last season. And it can really help the defense overall because even though you do lose the dominant pass rush and the pass rush is, you know, maybe defensive end is the most important position on the defensive line and and on the defense as a whole with the ability to get to a quarterback in the collegiate game, you know, these aren't the same as pro quarterbacks and the way you look at it, like Tennessee, for instance, you know, wound up as a team who was pretty good stopping the run, but they struggled against the pass overall the points per game wasn't like horrible, especially for a team that plays as fast as they do offensively. If you can stop the run consistently and get into third and six, third and seven, third and eight, third and nine, more than you are in third and two, third and three, third and four, like we saw so often last year, it's going to actually help your pass rush because your defense is going to be able to pin their ears back. They're going to be able to, the defensive line, go, we know it's going to be a pass play on third and eight, right? Or you're going to expect it to be a pass play. Obviously, there you know, are ways a, a coordinator can move off that, halfback draws, screens, and stuff. But for the most part, it's going to allow you to kind of pin your ears back. And that is such a beneficial part of it, where you don't have to play certain defenses. Brian Borland doesn't have to call certain defenses that it could be a run or a pass. So if you can at least stop the run, this unit can be better. And Jeremy Robinson plays a big hand in that, both as a run stopper and then maybe being your primary pass rusher. He, to me, feels like the lone guy who feels like a a lock to start at defensive end. I guess even then, maybe it's not like a a real lock because we heard from Brian Borland about a week or two ago, and he mentioned some breakout guys. He mentioned some guys that they're counting on. And, you know, it it was more kind of in passing with Jeremy Robinson. And one of the things that the Brian Borland brought up was that you're looking for more consistency out of Jeremy Robinson. And that was the case for him last year. Typically, as guys get older, that is one thing that does get better. You know, you might show your flash plays as a freshman, but you might have a couple of mental mistakes. But then by the time you're sophomore junior, Maybe the mental mistakes go away and those flash plays become more often and more in between. So you would hope with another year now and and another camp and spring ball under his belt, that can be more consistent because you do see some of the flash plays from him to break out. He did come on as the season went on. So that kind of becomes an interesting thing. And what what if those comments from Brian Borland were more of a motivational thing to get him to, to kind of hit that next level? Uh, because right now, if you get the same guy that he was last year versus if you get a Jeremy Robinson that breaks out, which we see that all the time in college football, you know, guy graduates, guy goes to the NFL draft, player who played some and was pretty good in limited time, it gets his shot and then he breaks out, right? We do see that all the time. That it's very entirely possible that Robinson can break out, but it definitely sounds like the staff is is maybe, I don't know, slowing the brakes, pumping the brakes a little bit there to the idea that, yeah, it might take some time as well now there is competition along the defensive end spot and you look at that other starting defensive end spot if, if i'm gonna assume jeremy robinson will be one of the starters hayden hatcher is someone who hustled his butt off over the course of spring ball he's always been someone who's played like that but now he's added a little bit of weight maybe uh, another 5 10 pounds to his game from where he's played at maybe 15 pounds i mean he said i think in the past he's been around 235 um he said that in spring ball at one point he got to 250 and uh, he, he said that now he's his playing weight is around 246. You have a little more weight there because that's been a problem in the past, maybe getting pushed around. But he's actually got a, a pretty good speed and quickness to him and he hustles hard. So you've heard good things about his leadership and veteran presence in the locker room. Maybe he'll be that guy. Patrick Joyner is like a sixth year player formerly at Miami, Florida and Utah State who's been an experienced pass rusher. Pro football focus grades don't love him overall, and he is, according to those grades, struggled as a run defender, but he's been actually pretty good as a pass rusher. So maybe he's more of a situational player, but then again, maybe he's an experienced guy. He's one of your starters. Uh, Dylan Brooks, the transfer from Auburn, who, uh, to me, I was kind of pumping the brakes on when they first got him that maybe he'd be more of a long-term type of guy, but it sounds like he's doing well and kind of having a good camp so far that maybe he could be that other starter. Certainly he has one of the higher ceilings of that defensive end groups as a uh, former top 200 four-star recruit. And then you have Austin Booker, who's a transfer from Minnesota. Again, very high ceiling. He's got great length quickness athleticism to him that if he can kind of put it together and break out there's no reason that he couldn't make a big impact on this defensive end group but really that other defensive end spot besides Robinson to me feels kind of wide open for who that starter is going to be it feels wide open for who's going to be the first or or second defensive end off the bench Uh, there are a lot of questions about which guys it's going to be how well they'll produce and that's why there are a lot of these questions about this group overall I still want to get into you know, who's going to start, who's going to come off the bench, who's going to be the depth, who's going to be the future pieces at this defensive end position in just a second. First, though, this episode of Locked on Jayhawks is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it is all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part that you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So what is my projected starting lineup? Obviously, like I said, Robinson would be one of the defensive ends. Um, honestly, I think if one of, uh, between Dylan Brooks and Austin Booker, if just one of those two can hit and provide a, a quality you know player who's ready to play right now, for 2023, I think you could be okay, especially if you do get real good production out of Jeremy Robinson. Then again, if none of these players break out, if Jeremy Robinson, if Dylan Brooks, if Austin, none of these guys break out to the role you need them to, then this unit is going to be considerably worse than it was last year. And how much would that affect the defense's production as a whole? You know what I mean? Like, this is a defense that gave up 35 points per game last year after giving up 42 the year before. You did improve by a touchdown, but for you to improve again, to get to 30, to get to under 30, to improve by another touchdown, you're kind of looking at it and you're going, okay, can the linebackers be the same, if not slightly better? Can the corners and safeties be same, if not better? Can the defensive tackles be the same, if not better? If, if everything's the same, though, then you run into an issue of, okay, if everything else is the same but defensive end is worse – then in theory, the defense is worse. So you need this unit to at least be better against the run or a couple guys to, to, to break out in some regard to pass rush um, so that you can be a better defensive unit overall. But that that competition at that other spot, you know, uh, I, I don't know. Heading into camp, I kind of leaned that it was Patrick Joyner or Hayden Hatcher. It's, it's tough with Joyner because he missed spring ball with some injuries. So I was kind of leaning Hayden Hatcher above all. But with some of the good stuff we've heard about Dylan Brooks, I guess it wouldn't shock me at this point if it was him. But I guess right now I'd probably lean Robinson and Joyner as the two starters with Hatcher, Brooks, and Booker kind of rotating in. And it is one of those positions at defensive end where, you know, you could use multiple guys, you can rotate guys in, you can keep guys fresh for pass rush downs or different, you know, downs throughout the game that you are going to play uh more of them than than playing less of them. This isn't a spot where you just want to only play the two guys, especially with how KU wants to play, and and they want to get guys a lot of snaps. So uh, it is good that they do have at least some depth, but I am wondering if this is one of those positions where it's depth because you know the names, because you have some flashy names who transferred in, and so you know the names, um, as opposed to you know sometimes a team can be deep, you just don't know the names, or sometimes... We think a team is deep because you recognize the names of people and it doesn't end up being good depth. There is that risk with this, but I do feel at least confident that, yeah, Jeremy Robinson can be a big 12 level starter and that those other four guys are at least like rotational worthy, two deep level defensive ends at the very least. And if you have a, a good amount of them, which it seems like they do, then you can at least mix the match strengths of certain guys like Patrick Joyner can come in for pass rush and, Dylan Brooks can come in for pass rush and, and maybe this other guy is better against the run or something like that. That You can at least hopefully make that work by piecing it together. Um, but they're going to rotate guys. And, and like I said, I, I do think the ceiling is for Austin Booker and Dylan Brooks to be good power five Kansas big 12 level starters. The question for me though is, will that happen this year? Or is that something that's going to happen in 2024 or 2025? Because in the case of Brooks, you're talking about a, a younger player who was looking to add more weight to his body with Austin Booker, again, a younger player looking to, you know, continue developing your body. I have no doubt that those guys have the potential to become impact players down the road. Can you expect that in 2023? Or is that something that's going to happen in 2024 or 2025? And then you go back to the Jeremy Robinson discussion again, where will he break out this year? Will it take another year? Is he just going to be a good player? Not your Lonnie Phelps level player, which... In a vacuum is fine, but given what this team might need, you might need that to kind of happen. I also wonder if this player could fi- factor in. I also haven't mentioned Davion Westmoreland's name. That's probably a disservice. I probably should have mentioned that before. He was he was getting a lot of run with the twos and threes during, I remember, the spring showcase. And I thought he actually impressed a bit in that spring showcase. So maybe he can factor into the, uh, the defensive end group as well and, and rotate into this too. Um, I wonder if there's any chance we see Craig Young at the defensive end position maybe specifically just in pass rush spots so craig young was second on ku and sacks but he obviously plays the hawk position which is like a linebacker safety nickelback, back dime back type of hybrid and he is a fast player runs like a 4 4 4 5 40 gigantic at six foot three 220 225 pounds at the linebacker just an unbelievable athlete And so maybe you just want that guy in coverage situations. But if it is an obvious passing down, which this goes back to the, if you can be good against the run, you get them in an obvious passing down. You can mix with your formations. Maybe it makes sense if Craig Young was that good as a pass rusher. And keep in mind, we saw them do this with Kyron Johnson. Kyron Johnson at different points throughout his KU career was a safety. He was a linebacker and he finished up in his time with Lance Leipold as a defensive end. There are some similarities there between Kyron Johnson and Craig Young. I don't think Craig Young's going to be a defensive end. He's going to play the Hawk, but I'm just saying in certain pass rush only situations, could he be a pass rush specialist where you say, we're going to move Craig Young to defensive end? And we're going to bring in another defensive back at the spot that he would have been occupying like another corner or another safety, especially since you have depth at both of those positions. And then Craig Young can give you another good pass rusher or defensive end in certain spots. Or is it more likely that Craig Young just stays as the, the hawk position and you just use him more in blitzing? Or maybe you just blitz more overall to make up for any questions that you do have at this position, but I do think there are some interesting solutions for how this defensive end unit could be just as good, if not better than they were last year, but there certainly are a lot of questions. Let's get to some names to keep an eye on for the future of this unit with locked on Jayhawks in just a moment. All right, finishing things up here with Locked on Jayhawks. Names from the defensive end group as part of our KU defensive end. Position preview to keep an eye on for the future. We'll get to our defensive tackles uh, coming up here. we still got linebackers, corners, safeties, maybe the specialists. We'll get in game week. Maybe some more KU basketball stuff will come up. So uh, you're going to want to subscribe here to Locked on Jayhawks whether it's anywhere you get your podcast or with YouTube. Uh, Dylan Brooks, if that thing doesn't happen this year, he's obviously someone to keep an eye on in the future, right? If, if Brooks ends up being a backup or he ends up being your, your fifth defensive end or something like that this year, he's still someone that you don't want to forget about because in the future you're talking about a guy with really good athleticism, get-off speed, um, former top-tier recruit who was at an SEC school in Auburn. He's clearly somebody who can make an impact down the road. It might be this year, but I'm just saying, if it doesn't end up being this year, do not write him off at all. And I would put Austin Booker kind of in that same discussion because we don't know uh, what's the role of either of those players going to be. If it's big enough, you'll obviously notice it. If it's not big enough, then don't write them off because both those players have a bright future at KU. Uh, Dean Miller, is that ever going to be a thing? Uh, former JUCO prospect transferred over from College of the Canyons. He's got really good size and length in terms of like the height and length, I should say, but you're still trying to add more weight to him on his body. He came in at at low 200 pounds. I don't know how much they've been able to get him up, but that's probably something you're still looking to add to him. He's someone with some juice though. If you can ever get him to a point where that's ready, like I I don't know that it's going to be ready this year either. Uh, I don't think it was ready last year, obviously, Um, but maybe next year. Maybe that's somebody to keep an eye on for the future if that can be a thing. Tony Terry sounds like he might be moving to defensive tackle. If he does stay at defensive end, he's someone to watch, came in as a a highly uh, rated uh, freshman coming in for you. And then Blake Harold, again, I don't know if Harold, future uh, impact if he's going to be defensive tackle or defensive end, but those are a couple freshmen coming in for you that heard good things about and uh, they both, I think, have a high potential to down the road make an impact on this defensive end group if they play it. Again, they could end up playing defensive tackle for either of those where um, you certainly needed some more depth after the news from Media Day that Ron McGee uh, had a season ending injury, which that'll be interesting for the defensive tackle group, how that affects possibly the depth there. I Do you think they have enough to overcome it? Uh, hopefully that means Ron McGee can get a medical red shirt and be back the following year and you could use even some more defensive tackle depth and and that he can get back on the football field but as far as the defensive end groups those are some uh future names to watch and then obviously the the class of 2024 you know uh you're going to be looking for um what could be coming in in the future but in cur- in terms of you know what you have currently Uh, I don't know. Dylan Brooks might profile to being your highest star potential down the road, even if it's not this year. But you do have multiple years with all these guys left. Like Jeremy Robinson is a junior. You don't just have this year. You have next year, too. Dylan Brooks, I believe, redshirt sophomore, like Austin Booker, redshirt sophomore. So that is the beauty of this position group that you do have some of the future covered in addition to this year and uh, that'll do it for this episode of locked on jayhawks you can find our show wherever you get any of your podcasts you can find me on twitter at d johnson radio and you can uh, find our page on our youtube page where you can like and sp- subscribe to the show have a good rest of your day see you on monday for another edition of locked on jayhawks later